Welcome back to The Brew. If you're new here, I'm Leslie. Thank you for being with us today. I have Rachel on with me today. So last Friday, we went through um, her first marriage and the domestic abuse and everything that she went through with that. So today, we're going to pick up where we left off and see what happened after um, she got away from him. Rachel? Um, so you're making me giggle. I'm just eating my gummies <laughs> with a grin on your face. <laughs> I'm happy to have sugar. Actually, they're <laughs> sugar free, but it feels like sugar. <laughs> anyway, so a few years after we split up. I had, um, I was friends with this guy and he was like one of my best friends and we, our kids were, well, my son and his daughter were the same, like a year apart and, um, Dylan played really well with his kids and it's kind of funny because, um, his daughter's name is Rachel spelled exactly like mine, which my name's different. And the other daughter is Leah. My last name with the A at the end spelled exactly the same like my last name. <laughs> so on his wrist, he had like Rachel and Leah. And I was like, you have my name on your wrist for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's really his girls, but it's my name too, kind of. Anyway, we became really good friends. Our kids played together a lot. And one day he told me that like I knew he had brothers, but I'd never met him, you know. I think I'd only met his mom at this point. And one day he called me or texted me while I was at work and asked me if I would pray for one of his brothers. And he was like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I just know that you'll pray. Um, where sometimes when you tell somebody to pray for you, they don't really. So I was like, okay. Well, I didn't even know what I was praying for. I didn't even know who I was praying for. I just knew it was his brother. So... I remember like praying for like two days and I, I started like, I was fasting and praying and I don't even know why. Cause I didn't even know this guy, but, um, I fasted my breakfast and lunch and prayed for the guy. And I remember like crying over this guy that I'd never even met before. <laughs> so weird. And I just knew he was like in a toxic relationship and in a bad situation that he wanted to get out of. So, I was just like asking God, like, what, what do you want for me in this situation? Do you want me to like tell him who you are and talk about you? Do you want me to ask him if I can pray for anything to him? Do you want me to tell him about you? Like, I just didn't know what my role in this was. And I felt like I heard really clear from God that he wanted me to show him love from a stranger. So... I didn't even know what that looked like, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I'll try to do that. So anyways, um, I, I tried finding his house one day and I remember I couldn't, he lived in Roanoke and that's another reason I think they re he reached out to me because I was close to Roanoke and my friend lived in Lynchburg. And, um, it was really funny because when I actually did meet him for the first time, um, the brother, Travis's mom called me 
when I finished a Bible study on the side of town that his brother lives on, and she didn't even know that, like, he lived on the same side of town as I do my Bible study. And she was like, I think it's time. Can you please go by Brad's? And it was perfect timing because I didn't have Dylan with me. I was close to where they were at, and I was about to go home. So I was like, okay. So, but I felt so weird because I'm like, I'm going to this house. This guy's never seen me in my life. He's probably going to be like, what is she doing? Who is this girl? So anyways, I went to the house. Um, Brad answered the door. This guy named Brad answered the door, which was Travis's brother. And he was like, hey, my name is Brad. I'm sick. I'm about to get right. Here's my girlfriend, Laura. You can talk to her. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I was talking to Laura and I was like, hey, like, I know you guys like are struggling right now and I don't have a lot. I'm a single mom and I don't really have a lot to offer, but if I'm not working and you need a ride somewhere, I might be able to help you. Um, And if you need a friend or somebody to talk to, I'm here for you. (laughs) And then I remember looking around the house to see if there was anything like that I noticed that they would need like anything they could use or need. And it didn't look like they had a lot of food there. So at this point in time, as a single mom, my son's elementary school kept sending home a backpack every single Friday full of canned goods and boxed, canned and boxed goods. And I mean, it was so much like, I remember calling the school and saying, Hey, like, thank you guys so much for thinking of us. I was like, but I really am doing okay. Please use this food on somebody that could really use it. And they're like, um, it's from a church and we insist that you have it because we got plenty of food. (laughs) And I was like, okay, thank you so much. But it was like so much food and I was already like being able to provide for us. And so I ended up making every Friday the day I would bring the food to my work and drop it off at their house, um, on Fridays just so they could have like food and stuff. And sometimes I would give them a card with like a McDonald's gift card in it or, and just tell them like, I'm here for you. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, but I was just trying to show them love from a stranger. Like I felt like God wanted me to do. And I didn't even know what that looked like, but that's, that's what I was trying to do. And, um, I remember like I took Laura to church with me one day and I noticed her shoes had holes in them. So I like took her to the shoe store afterwards and bought her a pair of bands. So she'd have some shoes that didn't have holes in them. And, wow. uh, and, um, I didn't even like really know these people. I just felt like that's what I was supposed to do. So, and here I, I am a single mom. I don't have a lot, <laughs> but what I did have, I was trying to help. So anyways, I remember, um, this one specific day. So on Fridays, I used to go to a recovery, um, like some kind of recovery meeting every Friday night and it's for healing. And some people had addictions. Some people just went through a lot of trauma. Like that's kind of what I went there for, like healing from my abusive relationship. And so I would do that every Friday. And, um, I remember like one weekend, my friend Travis, I was supposed to meet him and his girls with my son at Putt-Putt in Lynchburg. And on my way there, he asked me if I, if I would watch the girls while he went to Roanoke to get Brad. 
So I was like, sure. <clears throat> and um, anyways, apparently like something happened with Brad and his ex or whatever. So Travis went to pick him up and get him and bring him back to Lynchburg. And um, <laughs> I remember when I spent the day with the girls and, our, and my son. And then we went back to his house. And then Brad gets there. And he asked me to wash his hair. And I remember wash Travis. Wash his hair? Yeah, he's like, can you wash my hair? That's and, a very random request. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Travis was like, you're right. Men do ask you to do weird things. Like, because I saw this man at Kroger rec- like, recently. And he asked me about something weird, too. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but anyway. And we just, like, looked at each other. So I went to the kitchen. The girls, Travis's girls, Rachel and Leah, came to help me. And we're washing Brad's hair. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. I was just That's... weird. <laughs> I've never yeah, washed I don't know what I would before. say in that situation. <laughs> I'd probably look at him and be like, wash your own damn hair. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so I washed his hair. And it's so funny because, so... I heard all these stories about Brad, like he loved Jesus when he was little and like he just had the biggest heart for God, but then he had gotten on the wrong path and like fallen away from that. And, um, I remember that night after that was just like a long day. I remember, but I remember that night being home and Travis calling me and talking to me like till two o'clock in the morning about the whole incident. And he was like, has your pastor ever preached on hell? And I was like, actually no I don't think I've ever heard anyone like just preach on hell he's like yeah I just mean just on hell not like if you say you're going to hell or whatever (laughs) like just on hell like the the consequences of hell and I was like I don't think so and he's like me neither he was like I wish a pastor would like preach on that well fast forward to like maybe the next week the next Sunday um Travis's pastor preached on hell. <laughs> like, oh, wow. It was so crazy. I mean, I even listened to the message like after. So Travis calls me. He was like, hey, you are not going to believe this. And don't tell Brad I told you because I think he'll want to tell you himself. And he was like, but um, Brad, the pastor preached on hell. And Brad was like trying to leave the church. And he turned around and went to the altar and like, rededicated his life to God. And I was like, wow, oh, wow, <laughs> that's so crazy. So then I played dumb when Brad called me to tell me about it. And he was like, you're not going to believe this. He was so animated. He was like, you're not going to believe this, but like the pastor was preaching on hell and I went to leave there because I didn't want to hear it. And something turned my feet around and walked me back up to the altar on my knees. And I gave my heart to God. That's amazing. <laughs> and he was so vocal about it I mean I I hate to say it this way it was like embarrassing how vocal he was about it and I know that sounds so terrible because we shouldn't be more vocal about it but he's like hey everyone I just got saved and like telling everybody everywhere we went it was so embarrassing but I think I think actually before this I can't I can't really remember the timeline but I remember like Travis's job switched to where he He couldn't spend a lot of his evenings with Brad. So I would drive from Red Oak to Lynchburg to spend time with him because I didn't want him to hang out with a bad crowd. Like, I wanted him to hang around somebody, like, good and positive, you know? 
so he wouldn't, I don't know, like stray again since Travis couldn't be there. So every day after work, I would go over there and hang out with him. And I did go to like a lot of worship nights and prayer nights and stuff like that. And when I'd, I'd go to Brad's first and he'd be like, can I come with you? And I was like, sure, if you want. And then we'd be outside talking at his house. And one time he was like, I feel like the love of God's rubbing off on you, on me. And I was like, you do? And he was like, yeah. And so I don't know if this was like before or after. I can't really remember if this was before he like gave us life to God. But um, Brad was a musician. He was in a band called the Stink Bugs that Rachel and Leah made the name. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and Leah made the name up. And he loved it because it was from his nieces, you know. And so, anyways, Brad, Brad and I talked a lot, and and we became like best friends. He was like my best friend, and we would he would go to recovery with me every Friday night. Like one day, he and his friends, I started taking his friend too, and him and his friend wrote me a sweet note and said after recovery, um, first of all, they just wanted to thank me for taking them. And then after recovery that they wanted to like make me a, one of Brad's specialty pizzas to show up my appreciation, their appreciation for me or something. Oh, your favorite. I know. I love pizza. So anyways, <laughs> they made me pizza <laughs> and we just like had a great time. Like Brad and I got like, we were just like hugging each other. Goodbye. Every time we'd see each other, we'd tell each other we loved each other every time, you know, like it was no big deal. He was like my best friend, one of my best friends. And I remember one night, Brad, it was like a weekend, and I didn't have Dylan, and Brad um, wanted to play music, so we went to one of my friend's house, and we played, we all three played music all night, and it was like five o'clock in the morning, when we were heading back, and I was still like an hour from Brad's house, but we were not far from mine. And I was like, can you just come to my house and spend the night and you can sleep in Dylan's room and I'll take you home like in the morning on my way to church. And he was like, yeah. So anyways, I remember we were driving home to my house that night and he looked at me and he was like, or maybe this was the night before that. He's like, I feel different. And I was like, you do? I was like, I don't. I feel exactly the same. <laughs> like, I don't know what he, was, what he was trying to like feel different about. But I had a feeling he was trying to hit on me a little bit, but I was just ignoring it. And I tend to do that a lot. <laughs> um, so anyways, the next day we played music. So one day he didn't stay and one day he did. I think it was, I think the first night he stayed, but the second night he didn't. I took him home the second night. But I remember him, we were driving back from playing music and he's like, I love you. And I was like, I know, I love you too. He's like, no, I've fallen in love with you. And I was like, don't say that. You're going to make it weird. And he was, he was like, no, it's not. And I was like, yes, it is. Don't, don't bring it up again. And so I remember like dropping him off and going home. And I had a roommate at the time. And I was just like, oh, my God, Brad just told me he loved me. Like he was in love with me. And she was like, oh, my God, really? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, maybe just see how it goes. And I was like, well, I don't feel like that about him. And she was like, just see what happens. Well, I did end up somehow falling in love with him. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> the, when it happened. We just, like, fell in love. And anyways, I do remember, like, him telling his mom, like, 
that I'm an angel and he's going to marry me and all this stuff. Like, it was just crazy. I'm, his family and friends said that they had not seen him as happy as he was, like, in a really long time. And um, I remember we, like, had a great summer together. Like, we did a lot of things with his family with all the kids, like his nieces and his nieces and my son. And we just like had a really great summer and like such an amazing, I felt like, it felt like we were together a lifetime (laughs) and it wasn't even that long. So anyways, then I remember one night we were driving to his brother's house. Um, he, I remember like I'm obsessed with sunsets And I was like, oh, my God, look at the sky. It's so pretty. (laughs) I know I say that to everybody. Like, people probably get so annoyed. But anyways, I just love sunsets. And he was like, if you think that's pretty, wait till you see heaven. This was like a Thursday night. I think it was July 17th, 2014. And we go to his brother's house. When we get there, his girls love me. So, like, they they ask, like, one of them goes, Rachel, can you please help my dad with the dishes? (laughs) So we went in the kitchen, started working on the dishes while he and his brother were hanging out. And then they wanted to play puzzles with me and all kinds of stuff. So I was just hanging out with the girls. And then um, we left. And I remember in the parking lot, like Brad looking at me and smiling. And he was like, you are not from this planet. (laughs) He was like, neither am I, but you are not from this planet. And anyways, we like, we drove and like we were taking these back roads and he wanted to pull the car over and like um listen to his band practice from the night before and during the band practice when him and his band members were done I just got on the keyboard the keyboard and started like singing and playing worship music and as I'm singing Brad gets on there and he was like I don't really know what all he said I remember Bell Bell Biv DeVoe was part of part of whatever he was saying (laughs) but he also said I asked God for a specific type of girl and listened to her voice she has a voice of an angel and um anyway he wanted to listen to that again and he was like my friends thought you sounded so great like and then so he was like um he was like I wish we had a blanket so we could look at the stars and then all of a sudden like I just had a bad feeling or I wasn't feeling well I don't really know but I remember like getting sick to my stomach and asking if we could go to his mom's house so I could lay down because we weren't far from there. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'll, I'm going to try to eat something because maybe I'll feel better because I think I like hadn't eaten that night. So I went to go eat and it didn't help. And I'm laying, I'm downstairs like in the den area. And I was like, do you care if I, like, take a quick nap? I was like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I feel bad because, like, the girls had my attention all night. But I want to spend time with you. And I was like, can you maybe wake me up in an hour and I'll probably feel better? And he was like, yeah, I'll wake you. And then I was like, and before you get settled, can you please cover me? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And then I remember looking at my phone, and it was 1 o'clock in the morning. And I looked at him and I was like, yay, it's Friday. I get to spend the rest of the day or the rest of the weekend with you after work. And um, anyways, I'm a 
really fast sleeper. If I want to go to sleep, I can go right to sleep. <laughs> like I've just been like that my whole life. So I remember looking at my phone. It was 1 a.m. and I said that to him and then I went to sleep. And then I do remember waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I noticed that the lights were on still. And usually, like, if he were to go to bed, he would, like, shut the lights off. So I just figured he fell asleep watching TV because I saw, like, his profile. And I was laying on the couch, and he was in a recliner in front of me. But I saw, like, where his head was, like, cocked to the side. And I could, like, see his nose, and his eyes were closed, but that's it. And um, I didn't think anything of it. I just remember thinking, oh, he forgot to wake me up, or he fell asleep, or something like that. But since he had fallen asleep, I figured I could have like two more hours of sleep before I had to go to work or leave to get ready to go to work. And I reset my alarm for 6 a.m. I woke up at 6. I remember grabbing my flip-flops and my purse. I kissed him on the back of the head. I didn't like go to the front of him or anything. I He was like in front of me. I just kissed the back of his head and whispered, goodbye, I love you, I'll see you this afternoon. And then I got a phone call probably around like 9, 15 or something that morning. And it was his brother. And he told me this. He asked me if I was sitting down, which I thought that was weird. And I wasn't, but I did sit down when he, he asked me. And then he told me Brad's gone. And I was like, no, he's not. I was just there. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, he's gone. And I'm like, Travis, what are you talking about? I was like, don't, like, Travis was like a jokester. And I was like, don't be joking around. That's not, that's not even funny. And he was like, I wish I was joking around this time. And I just remember getting really sick to my stomach. I was at work. My boss was amazing. She literally, I think my work was like an hour and a half from his house. And she got in the car, in her car. And followed me all the way to his house to make sure I got there, okay, to be with his family. And um, he passed away. He had an enlarged heart. And he already had heart arrhythmias when I met him. But I never, like, expected that to happen. Like, he passed away July 18th, 2021. And we're not sure what time, but I know it was after 1 a.m. Because 1 a.m. is when I last. July, July huh? 18th, what year? You said 2021. Just kidding. <laughs> 2014. Well, I don't even know where that came from. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, 2014. So <clears throat> that was really like shocking and heartbreaking. Um, he died on his oldest brother's birthday. And I'm thankful because I know without a doubt in my heart that he's in heaven <laughs> and had had he not went to the altar that one day or like at re reaccepted Jesus in his heart, I don't know that he would have gone, you know, but I'm still very close to the family to this day. Like his mom is like a second mom to me. And like, she only had boys, but she's really girly. Like I am. We have so much in common. <laughs> she loves pink and sparkles. And like, we go on vacation together. Like she's just amazing. And I'm just like, so grateful for that relationship too. Wow. So that's the Brad story. <laughs> well, that was part two of Rachel's story. If you've been following along on Fridays, 
We will do a part three, but I'm not exactly sure when that will come out because I am trying to follow follow along with the war on Israel. And I'm trying my best to keep y'all as updated as I possibly can with that. But you can follow me over on Facebook at Kessler Experience to see our daily crazy. Um, I will be back on Monday unless something big happens over the weekend that I feel needs to be, you know, brought to you right away. If you do have a, a question or a topic that you'd like for me to discuss on the show, shoot me an email at themorningbrew at myyahoo.com. If you'd like your comment or question to be played on the show, head over to my Spotify page and hit that little button to leave me a voice note. Take care and hug your loved ones. Have a great weekend, everybody.